0: You're listening to Wait. How Do You Spell That?, a rare disease podcast. My name is Colby, and I'm the content manager here at PatientWorthy. And today, we're going to be discussing several key rare disease-focused initiatives that are underway this year in the European Union, specifically in the Czech Republic. And to help in our discussion today, I'm happy to say we have two very special guests. Kamelia Isayek is the president and chairwoman of HAE Jr., a nonprofit patient organization seeking to improve the quality of life of children and young people living with hereditary angioedema. And Aneska Dashkova is a social media influencer and medical student at First Faculty of Medicine at Charles University at Prague. Camellia, Aneska, welcome to the show. We're very happy to have you on to discuss some of the exciting things happening in the world of rare disease in the Czech Republic.
1: Thank you for the invitation, Kolbe. Glad to be here. Yeah. Hi.
2: Thanks for having us.
0: Camellia, I'm sure you're a familiar voice to some of our listeners. You were actually a guest on the show almost a year ago to the day in 2021. So welcome back and great timing. To start with, would you mind giving us an overview of hereditary angioedema? That's the condition of concern for your organization, HAE Jr., for listeners who may not be familiar with the condition.
1: Thank you, Colby. As a kind reminder, so hereditary angioedema HAE. Is a rare type of immunodeficiency caused by one of more than 450 different mutations in the SERPing1 gene, which produces C1 inhibitor protein, thus leading to deficiency in blood plasma. HA is estimated to affect one in 50,000 individuals, so it's a a rare disease. And it manifests itself by unexpected swellings that uh, may occur on any part of the body. These symptoms are usually very painful and can be even life-threatening, especially if they are located in the throat. They evolve quickly and can last for three to five days. HAE is a serious health problem which can place a tremendous burden on the lives of patients and their families alike. It can also lead patients into chronic depressive conditions or to early retirement due to limited capacity to study or work for the long term. At HAE Junior, we want to empower children to live a normal life in spite of HAE, and such a vision is not an impossible wish. We know that it is a realistic goal, given the improving access to new medication, greater health literacy, and with a can-do attitude. We want to raise a generation of heroes, HAE heroes, (laughs) who are stronger than HAE.
0: Aneshka, can you tell us a little bit about your background? Uh, I know you have a considerable social media and YouTube following, particularly among medical students in Europe. Uh, You're also a new ambassador for HAE Junior. Uh, Tell us about some of the work you're doing in medical school and online.
2: I'm basically one of those people who do a little bit of everything and are kind of all over the place. But first and foremost, I'm a medical student in the Czech Republic, and I'm especially interested in the field of palliative care and patient experience and these medical fields, which are not as evolved as they should be, I feel like. And I also co own a nonprofit organization which helps to accommodate jobs and give job opportunities to those with disabilities. While I'm doing all of that, I kind of also happen to be an influencer. I have over 20,000 followers on my Instagram and on my YouTube page, which both are in Czech. So Czech Republic is pretty small country in the middle of Europe. So this is considerably huge number. And since I'm only talking about how to, you know, survive medicine and about illnesses and some of my experiences studying medicine and patient communication and stuff like that, it's pretty weird that I actually have this following. That's me in a nutshell.
0: As I mentioned in the intro, there are a number of exciting developments in the Czech Republic and in Europe at large that are shining a spotlight on rare disease starting this year. Arguably, the biggest development concerns an announcement last month that rare disease is going to be a particular focus on the agenda of the EU Council. Presidency of the EU is currently held by France, but will be passed to the Czech Republic and then Sweden. And these three countries together have pledged to carry this focus on rare disease into 2023. Uh, Camellia, can you talk about why this is so significant?
1: Yes. Well, we are delighted that the topic of rare diseases is on the agenda of the upcoming trio of EU Council presidencies to be held by France, Czech Republic and Sweden between January 22 and uh, June 23. This is very important as uh, declared political priorities usually help raise international awareness and get more stakeholder groups involved in uh, coordinated efforts to address some of the most pressing issues. As a member organization of both EURORDIS and the Czech Rare Disease Association, we are happy that the topic of rare diseases is going to be in the spotlight at EU level. The rare disease community represents more than 30 million people in Europe, and we salute the opportunity to raise general awareness and to advocate for a better quality of life for these patient families. We should expect several high-profile conferences and roundtables related to the rare disease patient community. At uh, HAE Junior, we also hope to actually organize a virtual workshop on the topic of patient empowerment during the second half of this year, when the Czech Republic takes over the EU Council presidency.
0: And what are some particular areas of concern for rare disease patients that you will hope will get some support through this focus by the EU Council?
1: Well, during the next few months, uh, we expect rare diseases to be a topic of interest, not only for patients and doctors, but also for policymakers. It is a great momentum to discuss and share best practices in cross-border know-how transfer, patient empowerment, and uh, shared decision-making. Personally, I hope that uh, more European countries will be inspired to draft and implement uh, their own orphan drug legislative bills uh, like we now have in the Czech Republic since January this year. I also hope that more young European researchers and future doctors will be motivated to specialize in a rare disease area to enable a better quality of life for the next generations of patients. Also, I'm hopeful that uh, more European countries will seek to adopt uh, multidisciplinary models for care for rare disease patients, including also psychologists and home care nursing programs and so on.
0: Another exciting development tied into this increased focus on rare disease is the Stronger Than HAE art exhibition that HAE Jr. has organized as part of its Rare Disease Day campaign this year. That exhibition will be on display from February 18th through March 11th at the Multil University Hospital in Prague. Uh, Camelia, can you tell us more about that?
1: HA Junior is a patient organization with a holistic approach, and we conduct patient service to identify the main patient priorities in our community, and those priorities then shape our activity agenda. And one of those priorities we identified uh, is actually the need to get uh, more support from family doctors and pediatricians in managing HAE and decreasing the disease burden on patients and their families. And uh, some patient families have a hard time receiving medical support in the proximity of their home. They are forced to travel to bigger centers of expertise for even trivial matters. And with this exhibition, we aim to raise awareness of the rare disease hereditary angioedema among physicians and medical students so that they don't hesitate to treat and support patients with HA whenever they come to their offices. And our awareness efforts are to be strengthened this time with Aneshka's help, our new ambassador who has represents a big voice among the, the medical student community here in the Czech Republic.
0: Right. Aneshka, let's turn to you for a second. What are you hoping that your fellow medical students will take away from this art exhibition?
2: Well, first of all, since I am now HAE junior ambassador, I hope they just see that HAE is a thing and they just Google it and get to know some information, which HAE junior actually has great website, which is in Czech and also in English. So in case any of you wanted to check it out, you should definitely check it out. Um, But I honestly hope that they're going to stop for a minute and maybe just think about their approach to rare diseases in general, because we are not really thought about them in a way that I feel like would be useful. So I just hope they realize that there are way too many diseases and it's not in our capability or it's not possible for us to, you know, remember all of them and be ready to treat patients with all of those diseases. But we have the opportunity to kind of learn how to interact with these patients and what to actually do when some of them come to our office. So I just hope it sparks some, some kind of thought about rare diseases. And if they get educated on HAE, that's going to be a great addition as well.
0: Let's turn to a related topic, one you touched on just a minute ago, that being the need to raise HAE awareness among medical staff. Uh, This need was actually identified through HAE Junior's patient survey, with families highlighting the need to get more support from their family doctors and pediatricians in managing HAE and decreasing the disease burden on patients and their families. Uh, Can you tell us some more about that, Camelia? HAE patients
1: have to learn how to manage and control the disease triggers and symptoms in case of acute need, injectable treatment is required and timing plays an important factor. Patient families would welcome the support of own family doctors and or pediatricians in managing these therapies without the need for them to visit the emergency room and go through even higher stress when encountering doctors who are not familiar with the disease and delay the time to treatment. Better support with home therapies, support of self-administration trainings would also be welcome. So these are just a few examples which uh, would really make an impact on the quality of life of patient families.
0: And I'll open this question up to both of you. Uh, What do you feel are some concrete steps that doctors can take that will help HAE patients and their families?
1: In my point of view, trust is the answer. Doctors can help by taking into account patient concerns, preferences, and by supporting their involvement in decision making by empowering them to better control the disease.
2: Yeah, and as a future doctor, I kind of wanted to say that doctors are not as used to listening to the patients or not listening thoroughly as they probably should. And in the case of rare diseases or HAE specifically, It's pretty important that we or they actually, you know, listen to what the patient has to say or what the family of the patient has to say, because sometimes the patient has the medicine to give to themselves, which could resolve the problem right away. I mean, I could probably say ignorance of the doctor who just doesn't want to listen or doesn't want to read up an article or read up about the medicine, which would take like a few minutes Or maybe call somebody, but doctors are usually so scared of this not being in charge because they don't know the disease, because they didn't have time about it in med school and they don't encounter it every day, that they just send the patients, you know, hundreds of kilometers away to the specialist practice just because they're afraid of it's not even afraid of the unknown, it's just in my opinion, they would have to do some more work and they are not ready to do that. I feel like doctors are really conservative and if uh, if they encounter rare disease, they cannot be conservative because, you know, they don't do that every day and it hasn't been done like that for years. So I would just really welcome some openness and, as Camilia said, some trust regarding the patient and their family and their needs.
0: And yes, Aneshka, I know one of your priorities is to help medical students be mindful of rare disease patients through their education so that they can carry this forward into their careers as doctors. Can you tell us why disease awareness programs like the ones organized by HAE Junior are an important step in helping to accomplish that?
2: For me, it kind of ties to what I said. It's not necessarily about education on the specific illnesses because there are way too many chronic and way too many rare diseases that are not possible to be remembered by medical students, let alone by doctors who specialize in their fields. But there's always the will to improve their care. And I think that medical students should learn to be open from the beginning and should learn how to communicate with those patients that come with something unknown. There's not necessarily difference in the way they treat the patients, but there should be some difference in approaching the problem in general. because. It's not going to be approached by their usual style of healing or, or like practicing and it requires some kind of stepping out of the comfort zone. But I feel like that is necessary when encountering patients with rare diseases and I feel like medical students who come out of school are not ready to do that but older doctors are even more not ready to do that so I would really encourage everyone to just talk to the patients and like communicate more and also to not be able to step out of their comfort zone.
1: I would like to encourage more healthcare professionals to get involved in PHA as an area of expertise. Uh, I am confident that the impact of supportive doctors and nurses has a tremendous potential in the long term for the entire HAE patient community.
0: Well, to wrap things up here, I'd like to discuss how people can find out more information about the topics we've discussed today, because it was a lot to digest. Uh, Camelia, if somebody wants to learn more about HAE Junior, where's the best place for them to do that?
1: The best place to, to learn about our organization in this virtual world is definitely our website. Uh, our website is at www.haejunior.cz. Uh, We have both a Czech version and an English version. And in addition, we regularly uh, post updates on our social media profile pages on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And we can also be contacted by email at info at hajunior.cz.
0: Okay. And Ineska, if people want to keep up with your work in the rare disease space, where's the best place for that?
2: I think it would probably be my YouTube channel, which is called Promedic. B-R-O-M-E-D-I-K. But yeah, it's mostly in Czech. There are a few interviews which are held in English, which are definitely interesting. Then most of them focus on palliative care and patient communication and stuff like that. But hopefully there's going to be some more international content later this year.
0: And we'll also include links in the show notes for this episode for all this information, including links to the Stronger Than HAE Art Exhibition, and the EU Council's focus on rare disease through 2023 and more. Well, Camelia and I'd like to thank you for coming on the show today to discuss all these important topics. Thank,
1: thank you, you once for again having for the invitation,
0: Colby. Uh, sure, no problem. That was a lot of ground to cover, but hopefully we're helping to get the word out there to help shine a light on the challenges faced by HAE and other rare disease patients in the EU. And remember, you can always keep up with the latest in rare disease news by visiting patientworthy.com. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching for patientworthy on those platforms. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving us a review on your favorite podcasting platform. It may seem like a small thing, but a review or rating really does go a long way toward helping us out. Finally, if you have any questions about the podcast or perhaps an idea for a future episode, you can get in touch with me by sending an email to colby at patientworthy.com. That does it for today's episode. Thank you once again to Camelia Isaac and Aneshka Dashkova for joining us on the show today, and as always, thank you for listening.